Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. And we're going to start out with Count Basie and his All-American Rhythm Section, a record made out in Hollywood on July 24th, 1942. You know, that last week of July in 1942 was just so, so busy in the recording studios of all the major labels because on August 1st, a recording ban went into effect that ultimately would last about two years, during which time those companies could not make records with union musicians. So just before the ban went into effect, they recorded as much as they possibly could to build up a stockpile to release during the drought to come. And this is among those records. It's a really nice rendition of the old classic Royal Garden Blues. We'll hear Buck Clayton on trumpet, Don Bias on tenor sax. From 1942, here's Count Basie, Royal Garden Blues. Thank you. 
Yes, sir. From July of 1942, Count Basie and his All-American Rhythm Section, Columbia 36710, the Royal Garden Blues. And that starts out today's edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. Welcome. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. We've got jazz bands, dance bands, vocalists, uh, all kinds of things in the hour ahead. I'm so glad you could be here and listen along to these records. We're going to turn next to two records featuring Mary Frida Scruggs. Well, that was her birth name. She became better known as Mary Lou Williams after she married John Williams at the age of 16. She was born in Atlanta, but moved pretty soon to Pittsburgh, where she grew up and sort of first came to prominence. And so she's something of a local hero around here in Pittsburgh. She started making records in the late 1920s with John Williams and then followed him to Oklahoma when he joined Andy Kirk's band in Oklahoma City and later in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she started playing with Andy Kirk's band. And in the 1930s, she uh, followed Andy Kirk around before sort of going out on her own, and it's during this period that we'll listen to two records that she made, both in March of 1936. First, from March 4th of 1936... We'll hear Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy with Mary Lou Williams' own composition, Froggy Bottom, featuring a vocal from Ben Thigpen. And after that, from three days later, March 7th of 1936, another Mary Lou Williams composition called Overhand or The New Froggy Bottom. These are both DECA records. The first one is DECA 729. The second one is DECA 781. So two featuring Mary Lou Williams now, Froggy Bottom followed by New Froggy Bottom. Thank you. 
compositions by Mary Lou Williams, recorded in March of 1936. First it was Froggy Bottom, followed by Overhand, also known as the New Froggy Bottom. I like Mary Lou Williams a lot, but one of my favorite pianists of the 1920s and 30s is Jelly Roll Morton, who thankfully recorded quite prolifically over a span of almost 20 years. He started recording in the early 1920s with a series of solo dates for the Jeanette label in Richmond, Indiana, and one of the selections he recorded very early on was called the King Porter Stomp, which he claimed to have written as early as 1906 and named after a friend of his, pianist Porter King. Of course, the tune King Porter Stomp became quite a hit in the swing era, and towards the end of his life, Jelly Roll Morton made another recording of it as a piano solo, and that's what we'll listen to now. He made this December 14th, 1939 for the General label in New York. And I think he sounds remarkably good, despite the fact that the previous year he had suffered terrible injuries after being stabbed in the chest and head by the friend of an owner of a music club where Jelly Roll Morton had been playing since 1935. He was not properly treated for those wounds and suffered from them the rest of his short life, dying in the summer of 1941, but here he is in really fine form in December of 1939, Jelly Roll Morton with his King Porter Stomp. It's general record 4005. Thank you. 
fine record there from a pianist I think is woefully underrated. That was Herman Chittison with his trio, which included Carlton Powell on bass and James Shirley playing guitar. That was made in New York City on December 8th, 1944. How High the Moon, back when that song was brand new and Herman Chittison sounding in really fine form on the piano. And before that, from about five years earlier, December 14th of 1939, Jelly Roll Morton sounding pretty fine himself on the King Porter Stomp. For those of you just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and this is the Shellac Stack. If you'd like to write to me with any comments, suggestions, or requests, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. You don't even have to have a request. You can just drop a note and say hi and let me know where you're listening to the program from. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, up next I've pulled out three dance bands on the Harmony label from about 1926-1927. Harmony was Columbia's budget label that persisted to record acoustically through the end of the 1920s. I have some acoustic Harmony sides even from as late as I think March, April, or even May of 1930. Supposedly, the reason is that Columbia had just installed brand new acoustic recording equipment just before the advent of electric recording, and rather than scrap all of that effort, (laughs) they went ahead and used it for this budget series that sold for 50 cents or 55 cents if you were west of the Rockies at a time when most full-priced Columbia records were, I believe, 75 cents. Anyway, I digress. In this set, we'll begin with Frank Farrell and his Greenwich Village Inn Orchestra from March 1st, 1927, an instrumental rendition of Rio Rita. We'll follow that with the Asterites, which was really a Fred Rich-led group from June of 1926. The dependable Irving Kaufman will step up to sing Why Do You Want to Know Why? It's Harmony 213-H, 
a song incidentally by Irving Berlin. And wrapping up the set, a really up-tempo thing from Lou Gold and his orchestra featuring vocalist Billy West from August of 1926, we'll hear Trudy. To start us off, here's Frank Farrell and his Greenwich Village Inn Orchestra, Rio Rita. Thank you. 
That's quite a fun record, isn't it? Trudy, Lou Gold and his orchestra. The label gives vocal credit to Billy West, but you and I probably know him better as Billy Jones. Before that, we heard from Fred Rich directing The Asterites, Why Do You Want to Know Why? And starting the set, Frank Farrell and his Greenwich Village Inn Orchestra, Rio Rita. All of those recorded for Columbia's Budget Harmony label in 1926 and 1927. I've read reports that there were quite a few customers in the mid to late 1920s who actually preferred the sound of these acoustically recorded budget products from Columbia over the full-priced, electrically recorded Columbia records. They had a punchier, more vibrant sound on their acoustic phonographs. And I don't think that's purely marketing hype. I have a couple of wind-up machines, and I do have to say, they do sound quite lively on those acoustic phonographs in a way that the electrically recorded records just sound a bit tamer, a bit mellower. Still very nice, but there's something special, I think, about these harmony records of the mid to late 20s. Okay, continuing on, I've actually got another Billy Jones record pulled out for us. This one from July of 1926, recorded for Jeanette. It's a red label Jeanette record. There's no indication that it's an electric recording, but it is. It's Jeanette 3360. The song is called Me Too. We'll follow that with a Grey Gull record from 1926 that credits singer... Francis Harold. Now, I think this is probably Charles Hart, but I'm not entirely sure. If you know one way or the other, let me know. But we'll hear a song that's credited on the label as When I Saw Sweet Nellie Home. Sometimes it's called Seeing Nellie Home. Sometimes it's called The Quilting Party. You may recognize it. The song has lived on and become quite a staple in the repertoire of many modern-day bluegrass bands. But it goes back to the 19th century. So starting off the next set, here's Billy Jones again. Marvelous, too good to be true. 
And I'm telling you, she loves the things I do. Morning, noon, and night, I'm right in her sight. She can't get away. She wants to go to Europe, so I said, honey, that's okay. Cause I don't care, I don't mind. Anywhere that she goes, you'll find ho ho. Ha ha, me too. Up the hill and down the hill, she knows all about Jack and Jill. Ho ho, ha ha, me too. Got a ring and a horse and a horse and a ring and we're ready to go. Giddy-ap, 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 oh, the parson will know that I don't care, I don't mind. Anywhere that she goes, you'll find ho-ho, ha-ha, me too. Oh. 
quite an impassioned performance by Francis Harold, whoever the heck that was, when I saw Sweet Nellie Home from 1926, a pretty grainy gray gold pressing, but unusual instrumentation and still a pleasant song. Okay, we turn next to Ben Light at the Steinway. Actually, the label of this tempo record says featuring the lightning fingers of Ben Light. I don't know how lightning-like they will sound on this record, but Ben Light did have quite an impressive technique and had been performing in vaudeville going back to the 19-teens, and he cut a whole bunch of records for the tempo label, and Capitol as well, in the late 40s and early 1950s. On this record, he's joined by Herb Kern at the Hammond organ, Lloyd Sloop at the Novacord, and Bill Marcus on drums. It's tempo 624, and the tune La Camparsita. Thank you. 
believe it or not, that was actually the oldest record in that set, made in Hollywood on March 28, 1946. The Charlie Parker Septet, featuring a 19-year-old Miles Davis on trumpet, pianist Dodo Marmorosa, tenor saxophone player Lucky Thompson, Moose the Mooch, a Charlie Parker original. That was dial record number 1004. Before that, we heard the Julian Dash Quintet, featuring Billy Kyle at the piano, and of course, Julian Dash playing saxophone. My Silent Love, signature record number 32025 from December of 1950. And starting that set, Ben Light at the keyboard from 1948, La Camparcita. In the time we have left, we're going to listen to Harry Owens and his Royal Hawaiian Hotel Orchestra in 1937 with a syncopated hula love song. We'll follow that with the Bell Sisters, And now and then there's a fool such as I. Yes, the song went back before Elvis. (laughs) The Bell Sisters recorded it in 1952. And we'll wrap up the set with Billy Cotton and his band in 1933. Sam Brown, the vocalist on a regal xenophone record of Skirts. When you're gone 
dream as years go by now and then there's a fool such as I now and then there's a fool such as I am over you you taught me how to love and now you say that we are through I'm a fool but I love you dear until the day I die now and then there's a fool such as I
the fur skirt long years ago But she didn't show half as much as some girls I know Oh, skirts, Oi. dresses, Oi. petticoats, Oi. stockings Oh, you big attraction to me With Billy Cotton and his band in 1933 and a really rousing rendition of Skirts, I'm afraid that's all there is for this edition of the Shellac Stack. Once again, thank you so much for the pleasure of your company this past hour. I hope you had fun. Hope you heard some records that you liked. And I hope you'll come back next time when we'll do it all over again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.